0: Is the Santita Jackson Show.
1: Gotta the children, we can't Let's the
2: Welcome to the Santita Jackson Show. It's a joy to be with you today. On Tuesday, January 24th, 2023, we have got the mayor Forum that WCPT will be having. I'm coming to you from WCPT, the nation's largest progressive talk radio station and AM 950 Radio, the Voice of Progressive Minnesota. Nine people are running for mayor. We're going to have really uh, the people are polling the highest. They will be with us on Thursday, and we want you to be there. Not that in, no one else is important, but you know we've had some people who said, "Well, you know, we've got some other things that we need to do," which we can appreciate. Uh, that having been said. You don't want to miss this forum. It's going to be great, and I'm going to be giving away tickets three times during my show, three times during the show. So at 630, get ready, everybody. I want you to call us at 773-763-9278 because you need to be there. You need to be there. You don't want to miss this. Hey, Joyce, hey, Carol, and all my morning stars on the Fantita Jackson Show YouTube channel and the Fantita Jackson and Friends page. And meet me on Twitter, at FantitaJ. Hey, Ashley down there in Memphis and Mason, Tennessee. And Philip, and out there in ooh, ooh, and out there in Pennsylvania, and Jewel, uh, in New York, and Andre here in Chicago. All of you from all around the country—we are family, aren't we? It's a joy. Hey, Samantha, Carol, to be with you uh, today. Robert Williams, shalom to you, my dear brother, and Monique. Hey, 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 Monique, do you want to come to the debate? Yeah, I know you missed an opportunity before, so we got we got a little something special for you. So everybody, I want we're going to be talking about the violence in America. As of last night, yesterday afternoon, we had had thirty six, thirty six mass shootings in America. Thirty six. Uh, by the end of the day, it's really up to thirty seven. What's going on? It's not just—is it the guns or is it us? I want you to call me at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. All people deal with uh, mental illness. That is not what's driving this, everybody. Stop it. The mentally ill hurt themselves, typically. Angry people hurt each other and hurt others. We have to look at who we are. Dr. King said more than 50 years ago that the bombs we drop overseas will explode at home. He also said that the greatest purveyor of violence in the world at that time and still is today is the United States. So are we beginning to pay a price for this? You know, because we go we for arms conflict over diplomacy. Think about that. I want you to call me at 773 And, of course, John Nichols will be talking with us about the Chicago mayoral election and another big election of tremendous consequence up in Wisconsin. They are going to elect um, someone to their Supreme Court. Yeah, we've got to pay attention to that. So I'm going to be talking with John Nichols, of course, and you and this tremendous panel. I want you to call me at 773-763-9278. So i will you these give away these tickets. Let's get to some of these headlines in Chicago. We're going to have a high of 35 degrees. It will be cloudy in Minneapolis, St. Paul, a high of 27 degrees, mostly cloudy. The NFL, quiet night, but not June. night. just going to be a great one in the NBA. The Bulls run eleven. Atlanta one hundred. The Rockets one nineteen, the Timberwolves one fourteen. Better luck on another night. Chicago will be playing the Canucks tonight, and the wild will be playing the lightning, everybody. More mass shootings in the United States today than there have been days. Who you can't make this up everybody you cannot make this up at least seven people were killed monday in shootings at two locations in half moon bay california just outside of san francisco these shootings came just two days after at least 11 people the number was nine a couple of days ago this moved up to 11 people were killed in this mass shooting at a dance studio in Monterey park uh california a predominantly asian american community they've been celebrating their Lunar New Year. Oh my goodness, I'm going to get some of our brothers and sisters to talk about that and how they feel about this at this time. Police say a 67 year old suspect in the Half Moon Bay uh, shooting is in custody after opening fire Monday at a mushroom farm in Half Moon Bay and again near a trucking facility about two miles from the farm. What's going on, everybody? More than $60 billion may have been paid out in fraudulent unemployment insurance benefits during the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a new report released by the U.S. Government Accountability Office. The House Oversight Committee said it will launch an investigation into, quote, the rampant waste of taxpayer dollars in COVID relief programs, close quote. I hope that they will be investigating Big Pharma who we paid to develop the vaccines who now want us to pay to use them as they have a 4,000% markup. I added that, but that is from the news too. Three members of the Oath oath Keepers and a fourth person associated with the far-right militia group were convicted of seditious conspiracy by a Washington, D.C. jury on Monday for their role in the January 6, 2021 insurrection. The four men were accused of plotting to stop the certification of Joe Biden's 2000 election electoral college victory. And those are just some of the headlines on the Santita Jackson Show. At 3 o'clock today on Facebook Live, you can see this great man of God, Reverend Stephen Thurston, Thurston, the recently retired pastor, teaching pastor of the Great Salem Baptist Church, sending my love to uh, Pastor uh, James Meeks and First Lady Jamel Meeks. They they deserve the rest, but you know, they're not going to stop looking. <laughs> they are just mm-hmm. a fantastic group. But of course, you're know, another one of my home churches. Since I was since I was a little baby, because I was a little baby, and we just love the Serbian family and all that they do. You know, it's very interesting. They've got a very interesting gene pool. They do not age. Everybody they do not age. <laughs> Don your grand what was it what was your grandfather? He didn't age. Your father doesn't age. Your mama doesn't age. You. I need some of those jeans. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's crazy. That's a, Dr. King calls his grandfather boy baby because at 30, 40, 50, he did not He looked like a boy. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> How are you
3: doing? I'm doing amazing. Good to hear your voice today.
2: I had to put a little history in there. You know it's the truth.
3: Oh, yes, it is a truth. And thank you for <laughs> always reminding me of how young I look.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. thank God for that. But, you know, as long as you're here and you take care of yourself, that's the real thing, everybody. That is the real deal. So today you will be on Facebook Live at 3 p.m.
3: Yeah, I think I'm going to talk about some relationship matters today. Many of us have not gotten over who we're no longer with. I want to talk about that today so that we can move forward in this new year relationship-wise.
2: Well, what's the good news today?
3: Well, I want to remind us about the bliss that's hiding on the inside that needs to come to the outside. Let me start by asking this question. Is there something you always wanted to do as a child, and for whatever reason, you never got around to doing it as an adult? Is there something that you have wanted to do for years that you just keep putting off? Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get around to it. Maybe one of these days. Perhaps it's something that that didn't seem practical. So that's why you you never really pursued it. Or maybe you felt you wouldn't be very good at it and you're a perfectionist like me. (laughs) Or you didn't have the time or the money. Life just kind of got away. Listen, you can ignore the urging merge it, and choose not to follow through on it, but it will show up again and again and sometimes again, and oftentimes in the oddest places. Bliss is doing that which fulfills you, action that touches you deeply and fully. Bliss is active. Bliss is following your dreams, desires, or heart. That's a quote by Angie Karen. Our bliss, it comes in small packages. You know, it may look like a subtle urging that has been with you since you were a child, or it may not be your your life's purpose or even life-changing. It may simply be something that allows you to express the childlike happiness that's within you, something that many adults have forgotten is there. And listen, I have no idea what what lean, what, what you're leaning into uh, as it relates to your bliss, what's, what's on the inside of you that wants to get out that you've been holding back and suppressing. And I don't have any idea what it's going to do for you once you really lean into it and fully embrace it. I don't know where it might even take you if you decide to make it a priority. But what I do know is that today's the day. Yep, it's time for you to allow the desire that's been within you for years to finally be expressed. These longings, they stay with us for a reason. It's our soul talking to us through the language of our desires. What is your soul telling you? Let me help you find out and figure out because you're probably wondering. I don't know. I haven't thought about this in a while. So let me raise a question for you. Why well, I you raise the question. Let me give you an assignment that will help you to kind of discover what it is to tighten on the inside, to taps into your area of bliss. I want you, when you get a moment, to gather some paper, gather a pen, and give yourself a few minutes of just pure quiet time. Shut everybody and everything down. Now, at the top of that paper, I want you to write, when I was a child, I loved to. And then I want you to complete the sentence with a list of things that you loved to do as a child. Then, after you write that, I want you to write, when I was a child, I always wanted to. And then complete that sentence with the things you wanted to do as a child, but you didn't, or you weren't able to, or weren't allowed to. Then I want you to raise this question. How many of these activities are now a part of my life today? Yeah, I hear the eerie silence that's in your mind, even, even through the radio. If your favorite thing to do as a child was to create models of rockets with plastic bottles, how are you expressing your love of creative construction in your life today? What if you always wanted to go horseback riding as a child, but only got to do it once and that love of horses is still burning on the inside of you. Here's the idea. Could you sign up for horseback riding lessons today? Perhaps you tell yourself, Hey Steven, I don't have the time or the money for pursuits that are just fun. Or perhaps you do yourself that you'll get to it later. But listen, if not now, when, The reality is that life keeps zipping by us while we're busy doing, 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 and never fully enjoying what's hitting on the inside. What will give us joy and excitement. I want you to allow yourself to enjoy the journey. Listen to the urgings you feel on the inside and don't wait until sometime in the future when you'll have more time and more money and more accomplished. Do what you can do to live a little bit of your bliss each and every day. I want you to follow your bliss and let the magic of life happen. Today's the day that you tap into what's been hiding and submerged on the inside of you. Huh. <clears throat> Bible tells
2: us to be like a child. Go back to your childhood. It tells you exactly what you really, really... We came here knowing. We come here knowing what we're supposed to do. But yeah, it mean, never happened to me. People take you off your court, and I get it. And they mean well, but, you know... You have to break on through. And it's never too late, everybody. I think of Judge Judy. Look at her in her 60s. She began to hit her stride, 70s. So Silver, yes. Same thing. Remember the comedian from years ago. I mean, it's never too late if you have that fire burning inside of you. Don't let it burn you up. Let it light you up. Mm-hmm. and Let it light up like people up. Oh, I love it. I love it, love it. Take it and use it. And today, 3 p.m., Facebook Live, how can we see you?
3: You can go to my Facebook page, Stephen with a PH, Stephen Thurston. That's where you find me. I look forward to seeing you. And that's 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. If by chance you miss it, you can always go back and catch the replay. It'll be
2: there. And of course, your book is Mirror Moments. When will you be preaching again? Will you be at New Covenant doing any preaching?
3: Yes, I'll be at New Covenant this upcoming Sunday. Actually, I've got a I got a message especially uh, designed for those who tune in, those who in Person, it's entitled "Fool Around and Find Out." It's something I think that will challenge our lives in a very positive way.
2: Services at time?
3: Services at nine. A.M. Central Standard Time on Sunday, and of course that service streams, uh, so you can catch it. You can go to the church website, as New Covenant Baptist Church of Chicago. You can catch the website and catch the stream, or show up in person. We'd love to have you, love to
2: see you. It's Scottish Grove. Everybody get on over there. It's going to be great. I'm going to run out of my show and I'm going to hopefully get on over there because I want to see you don't want to pass away before you hear him preach. We have got Dr. Shanita Knighton with us. I hate to compact their time today, but you know what? I have a quick kind of sort of question, but you know, she's a you know an infection preventionist, PhD, registered nurse. She always gives you these detailed but succinct, interestingly enough, explanations of where we are. We were looking at this trifecta of COVID, of RSV, of of the flu. But now they've added something else to it, Doctor Knighton. Um, strep. What is that?
1: Good morning. I was going to say it's Strep never went away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: I went not it all the time. <laughs> yes. And the thing is, you know, um, when you think about strep, so strep, uh, like that's the shorter version for what's typically a bacteria called streptococcal pharyngitis. And so typically it is bacterial and it causes lymph node swelling. It causes, let's say, your to feel like it's closed up. It 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 causes issues. And some people when I was telling you before about this whole thing, whether we're talking about a pandemic, a pandemic or anything else, sometimes we tend to focus so much on the viruses that we forget about the bacteria that cause issues. So bacteria when somebody has pneumonia, it can be a bacterial pathogen or deadly bug that they've been exposed to. And it's the same exact thing when we talk about stress. And so just because somebody has a viral infection does not mean that they cannot have a bacterial co-infection, which is something that we see oftentimes when we're exploring COVID, flu, pneumonia. And you hear sometimes when they say, oh, well, my cousin had a cold and it took for the worse. Or something took for the worse, that means that that situation may have got complicated with another bug. And so we have to stop thinking that just because we're ill with one thing does not mean that we cannot have a co infection with something else. And so with strep, typically that is something, if it's bacterial, that it has to be treated with the antibiotic. It is contagious within the first 24 hours. Um, that you have not received antibiotics. So typically they tell people do not go back to school or do not go back to work until you've been treated for 24 hours because it is highly
2: contagious. Hmm. Wow. Very quickly, the difference between a bacterial infection and a viral infection. A
1: bacterial infection is with bacteria and viral means that is caused by a virus. When you take an antibiotic, an antibiotic treats something that is bacterial. If you take an antiviral, it is something that treats a virus. However, viruses, to our knowledge, is much more challenging to treat than bacteria. With bacteria, you treat the actual bug. With viruses, you're more so doing like symptom suppression or symptom management. Dr.
2: Shanina Knighton, everybody. Hey, Doctor Nina is her handle on, well, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Hey Doctor Nina. H E Y D R N I N A. I know all my sisters over here pointing it up. <laughs> A-G-Y-D-R-N-I-N-A. We send you so much love, Dr. Sinead Knight. We're so blessed to have you always. Let's talk about violence, everybody. We've had more mass shootings in the United States of America than we have had days in the year. What's going on? What's going on? It's not just a Chicago problem. It's an American problem. A very interesting, and it's not just the gun. It's us. What's up? Call me, 773 763 9278 And do you want to come to the debate? The mayoral forum. Call me at 773 763 9278 773 763 9278 So you can win your tickets, everybody. A pair of tickets are just for you. Call me. Back in just a minute on the San Peter Jackson show.
0: This is the Santita Jackson Show.
1: Hey
2: everybody, welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. Let's talk about what's going on in America today, all of this violence. It's not just gun violence, it's verbal violence, it's thought violence. We are a very violent society. We're violent in our foreign policies. We're just, we've got to look at what's going on. We've had more mass shootings in the United States of America than we've had days in the year. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, well, it's not really. It's not when you really look at who we are. So let's talk about that. Is it the guns or is it us? Do you think that if you... Uh, not have gun control. I mean if you eliminate the guns, I mean, do you think that will change things? I mean remember, uh black people were hunted down with dogs and um and just masses of people with lynching with a rope. I mean that's that's not a gun. No, some of them carried guns, but you know, if you have a group of people following you this is where we are so i think we need to take a look at who we are and what's going on here you let me know is it is it the guns or is it us call us at 773 but before we get into that with you attorney ck hoffler and uh dwight mckee and the rest of our our panel we have a winner january twenty sixth, january twenty sixth, 2023 on thursday this thursday at twelve noon, eleven o'clock is when we start serving lunch. You want, well, you to know, get a nice little lunch. Uh, we're gonna have our mayoral our mayoral uh, form, and you don't want to miss it. But I think Fanya, my girl Fanya, you have one yay. I'm gonna see you there. Yay!
1: I'm so excited. <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> yay! Yeah! Yeah! You want to put a pair of tickets? What do you? Just very quickly, what do you want to hear in the debate? Well, in I this
1: wanna hear, I, so, I want to hear solutions. I, I don't want to hear about the issues that, um, like violence. I'm I keep they keep drumming the beat about crime. I'm like, I want to hear a program that someone has done or the city of Chicago or their attached to, you, that is having results and how they're going to expand that program to prevent violence and all that. So that's what I want to hear, solutions. I don't want to hear complaints. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more right. so that's what I'm looking forward to.
2: Okay. 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 Well now that's important. That's important. Well you know I now when you see me there girl, say hello. so I can get a hug. Absolutely. <laughs> it'll be i'm so glad yay find your one you find your one now mcgee you need to call in so you can go on, come on and get your tickets because she won some tickets before board operator and guess what she didn't get her tickets so you know we gotta we gotta we gotta rectify that if you do not want to miss this form it's going to be great it's going to be great my dad's coming And some other people coming, and it's going to be, it's going to be be really a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful event. Uh, Of course, brought to you uh, by so many of us here. I am so excited that you are going to be here uh, at that debate at the Morning Star Theater. You don't want to miss it, everybody. You don't want to miss it. Giving away a pair of tickets. She find you just one. I'm going to be giving. Two more pair away at the top of the at the top of the hour and at the bottom of the next hour. This form at January twenty sixth at the Morningstar Star Auditorium across from the Daily Plaza. All well, most of the candidates are going to be there. Please confirm their their participation. This is your chance to hear directly from them. Lunch will be provided at eleven, and the form begins at noon. Joan Esposito, yours truly, um, and I'm so glad that uh, that. Patty Vasquez is going to be a part of this. It's going to be fantastic. They'll be, we'll all be moderating the forum. Um, it's sponsored by Morningstar, Roofler's Local 11, and Oscar Ethereum Rugs. Contests running on WCPT 820 are open to listeners 18 or older and residents of the Greater Chicagoland, Northwest Indiana area. One entry per person, one winner per household. Void. We're prohibited by law. Listeners may only win... Um, or qualify to win once every thirty days. Complete rules are available on our website, WCPT 20com dot com. Congratulations, Fanya. I cannot wait to see you. <laughs> Excuse me, on Thursday. So let's talk about what's happening in America. It seems that the crime discussion is driving the mayoral race in Chicago. Indeed, um f- Lori Lightfoot, the sitting mayor, is being attacked for what she has not done for crime. Crime actually preceded Lori Lightfoot, quite frankly. Let's be honest, and um, and crime will uh, proceed her, whatever she, uh, whenever she vacates that seat. So, what's really going on? We've had more mass shootings in the United States, than we have had days in the year. What's going on, everybody? At one point, Dr. King said the greatest purveyor of violence in the world today. At that time and even today, United States, we wage more wars. We have more military installations than anybody else on Earth. He said the drop bombs we drop in overseas will explode at home. Is that not what's happening? You talk to me. Is it the guns or is it us? We have been reeling from what happened in the Asian American community in Monterey Park, California, in the midst of their Lunar New Year. And then we turn around, and then they have another shooting yesterday. Oh, my gosh, what's going on, everybody? So I want you to call me at 773-763-9278, 773-763-WCPT. I know that we have Dwight McKee on with us and Attorney C.J. Hoffler. I know we're going to have Reverend Dr. Todd Yeary and Reverend Jeanette Wilson. Let's start with you, Dwight McKee. Uh, what do you see? Give us a diagnostic on what we're dealing with right now. uh
4: as esoteric as it sounds I see the end of days Jesus in the Bible talks about that in the last days people with their hearts would fail just from the fear is that I see society having a nervous breakdown all over the world the, all of this trauma that people are dealing with that they have no grounding to be able to process Everything from the climate changes to the floods to the earthquakes to the hunger to the inflation to the violence in politics. I mean, most people don't have the capacity to process what they're experiencing right now. And so you can be driving down the street and following somebody and cut them off. And they will get out and shoot you. Mm. It is a capacity to be spiritually and intellectually mature enough and and, and to be able to handle all of the trauma that the human experience has become and to manifest itself in visions and retribution and violence and murder and robbery and inhumane treatment one person to another. It is just the signs of the times.
2: Is this, um, is it the guns or is it us, Dwight?
4: It, it is both. It is, the guns give us capacity to kill in greater volume. But as Jesus said, the 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 violence started in the attitude, started in the spirit, and so you have have a spirit to kill before you kill, and then guns is just a means by which you express that. Um, The United States is more violent than any other country because they have more weapons at their disposal, and so they kill in mass. But when you have that spirit of violence, Cain killed his brother with a brick. It starts with a spirit of anger and and vengeance, and uh, and it's uh, it manifests itself through the ages. It's as many as long as we've been here, and so unless you have some redemptive spirit or uh, some accountability to God. Or some God, or see yourself as some everlasting eternal accountability, then you operate in your 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 passions, and mm. sadly, one of the passions in men is the spirit of murder.
2: Wow, call us at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight What do you think the issue is it the guns is it us is it both? Uh, Do we need a spiritual revolution of our values and within ourselves? Reverend Jeanette Wilson.
5: Violence is a spiritual health issue. It is also a public health issue. And we keep trying to address violence with a one shot. Uh, If we, more, more police, that will not stop the violence. It is a mental health crisis that we have in this country. It is a spiritual health crisis. Our children are bombarded with images of solving problems through violence. We are are a country, a nation that if you look at the media, it bombards us daily with uh, images of violence. The children play violent games. The uh, video games that are, are continuing to proliferate uh, the landscape are games that teach people how to respond to issues with violence, with with guns, and the fact that guns are, are, the, uh, are dropped into communities on a daily basis, places that uh, we don't manufacture the guns yet. They are on the streets of Chicago, New York, L.A., all across America. And so uh, there is this violent spirit which I think increased during the pandemic. People have become very frustrated, very agitated, without proper tools to mediate uh, all the things that they find frustrating when people were locked in uh, during the pandemic. They uh, they came out of the pandemic in a very violent way, and so it is as Dwight suggests a spiritual health crisis. It is a mental health crisis, and the the guns cause such uh, trauma, this irreparable harm that we cannot sustain this level of of uh, trauma
2: in our society. No, we cannot. I mean, Attorney C.K. Hoffler. I mean, we have laws on the books. Uh, uh, you know, murder is it's a capital crime, and yet it happens over and over and over and over again. What do you see?
6: Well, Santeed, I think it's all the above. What Dwight McKeith said, what Reverend Wilson said, we are in a crisis in this country and in the world. It's not just in the United States. It's just more pronounced in the United States. But it's really, I think, throughout the world. And I think, unfortunately, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. You I know, mean, I'm sitting here in Atlanta where now we have um, – the, there was a lot of protesting over the, over the weekend – and I'm not even disputing that the protests, the essence, the reason for the protest were legitimate, but um, because I, I, I believe that protesting is, is oftentimes legitimate. People are protesting or speaking against something that they find to be so atrocious in our society that it warrants protesting, you know, police brutality, the, the um, reversal of Roe versus Wade, things of that nature cause people to want to protest. And Atlanta being the breadbasket of the South, being the, some would consider still one of the bastions of the, the civil rights movement. And so people are going to protest, but that protesting is taking on a different toll. It's taking on a different tone, and it's becoming very, very violent. And the violence, we're not seeing that black and brown people are engaged in it, and it's just so we're looking at different types of protesting Civil disobedience. And so when we see all of that happening and you literally see law enforcement lined up against citizens in a way that we haven't seen in my impression in a long time, I don't know if Atlanta and Washington, D.C. are trying to rival Chicago. It's all tragic. But when that happens, then I think it has to get worse before it gets better. There's a strong mental health component. We see the number of homeless, the homeless numbers. By the way, the homeless people are not the ones killing. But I'm just saying from a society Mm -hmm. standpoint, the number of people on the streets living on the streets in despair has risen exponentially, not just in Georgia, but all throughout the country. Whenever we see that, we're in big trouble. We're in big Because this is new homelessness. So people are in despair. They feel like they have no options. But they do have access to guns. So I don't think guns are the problem. I think the guns fuel the problem and make the problem worse. Because people have easy access to guns. And when you're on edge and you've got a gun, it's so easy for you to resolve anything with a gun. And that's what's happening. And it's, it's, it's tragic. My fear is for our children, for our young adults. More than anything else, because they're growing up in a generation where everything appears to be resolved through gun violence. And so if they don't have a gun, they feel like they're at some type of disadvantage. They can't wait to, in some jurisdictions so they can turn 21 so they can get a gun to
2: protect themselves, not to go hunting, not for recreational sports, but to protect themselves. Well, CK, hold on. I mean, because you've been involved in cases in which black children, of one black child in particular, was um, handcuffed and put in the back of a police car years ago. But now we have a young child who went into his classroom six years of age and shot his teacher on purpose. Yep. What is that? I mean, and that can only assume this is a white child because he had the child in black. I mean, it would, have, it would have been issue number one, right? Um, and it was a white teacher, you know, in a white area of Newport, News, Virginia. Talk to me. What is going on here? Well, the children are growing up in a culture
6: of gun violence. And I think also we have to put some responsibility on the parents because in outside of Detroit, when you have that, that young um, white teenage boy who was having some some challenges, perhaps psychologically, but his family was aware of the challenges he was having. They knew he had access to guns. They furnished the guns. And so when he went to school and shot and killed um, people at school, including children, that was no surprise, and the parents were prosecuted as well. So parents have to take more responsibility, especially um, in this age, so that six-year-old, that six-year-old could not go anywhere and buy a gun. That six-year-old had access to the gun because of his home life, and and so the I put yes, the responsibility on the child to a degree, but at six years old, you don't even have the intellectual capacity to understand how your actions have consequences that are deadly. You really don't. You haven't fully developed. But those parents do know. Those parents did have responsibility. Those parents do and should have accountability and should be held accountable. And that child is going to, for the rest of his life, need counseling, treatment, because that that event, shooting and killing his teacher intensely, meaning saying, I'm mad at you. You know, kids are, they, they fall out for all kinds of reasons. You know, I'm mad at you, you didn't give me my sandwich, I wanted to bring um, a lollipop or candy in into the classroom and you wouldn't let me and so I'm gonna go get my gun and shoot you because that's what they see on T V, anger being expressed and in these games that they play, anger being expressed that way. But the access to the gun one hundred percent I believe should be placed in the fault of the parent because they're the ones or whoever's in that household who purchased that gun, who let that gun be readily accessible to that child. The problem is many children, no matter what their socioeconomic background, have access to guns. And they may not do what this six-year-old did, but they might have the information. And when you're talking about raging, and now he was six, but raging hormones, teenagers who already, you know, have some level of adjustment, it can be and will be devastating if we don't change this. There's got to be change, dramatic change. Because it's, it's, and I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, on every level in this country, I feel that we're in crisis.
2: Every level. Mm-hmm. On every level. Reverend Dr. Year. before we bring on Mama D, your thoughts. I mean, we find out that this young boy who shot his teacher, that it, he didn't do it accidentally, and that he has, according to his family, some kind of disability, and that he had been accompanied to school by a parent until the week of the shooting. I mean, what is going on here?
0: Well, good morning to you, Santita, and your guests. Uh, just uh, a, a quick contribution before I get ready to head out the door. When, when we look at and listen to what you just laid out about the situation about this student, Uh, Obviously in need of some support services, many times support services, uh, special, what we would often call special education resources are amongst the first to be cut when we start looking at education budgets. We have inadequate staffing in school, inadequate support staffing to help with emotional and behavioral health issues uh, while at school. And then those uh, issues get carried freely back and forth from the home to the school and then back again. When you have many schools that if they fall under Title I, they're not only there to provide education, but many of the baseline essential needs that families require, including food, those are also stressors that then come back to it. Then add to it what uh, Attorney Hoffler just said is you've got the access to the gun, the ready availability of, uh, of guns on the streets of poor neighborhoods and then add to it, depending on the neighborhood environment, say like in many of the instances in major cities across the country, the public health assessment is these neighbors neighborhoods have been absolutely traumatized. And there is such traumatic dysfunction that is uh, actually being passed back and forth in terms of the regular everyday functioning of these communities, that there are essential needs that are going unaddressed that contribute to this issue. For those who are returning citizens back to the community, where as Reverend Jackson often said, you have the ready availability of guns, but not enough availability of jobs. You don't have support systems. And so the game gets to be a major draw to pull these cats back into trying to control turf when the market that they have been controlling is now being undermined by the state. With the legalization of recreational marijuana for taxation purposes, you now have an undermining of what has been the economic underpinning of the streets. With nothing to reinforce it to make sure that there is an ongoing livelihood that is uh, within the law, above the law, and certainly allows folks to have a dignified way uh, to be able to make money. So it's a systemic issue. It is starting to show up in the youngest of our children amongst us. And if we're not paying attention from what this particular incident represents and means, we're going to begin to see more and more of uh, these issues happening with younger and younger of our children. And so we've got a lot of work to do, and it starts with making sure that we have a holistic analysis and an assessment, not just criminal justice, but social services that go into making sure that we can create healthy environments for all of our kids.
2: Before you leave us, I want to give the final couple of minutes to you, Pastor Yeri. I mean, because you're a pastor, you're a lawyer, you're a civil rights leader, activist. Where do we go from here?
0: Well, (laughs) um, I often draw on the example that's been set by a reverend. We sit down at the table. We cannot be in denial that it's not just Houston that has a problem uh, main streets across America have a problem. And if we don't sit down as partners in problem solving and start with first acknowledging, uh, then we're going to continue to be complicit in the erosion of the fabric of possibility and dreams for our children. A six year old is supposed to be going to school to dream about what he can be. She can be using all of the capability of their imagination to be able to see the world differently and then see their place in it when the frustration of not being able to get what you want, because we leave our children emotionally incapable of being able to respond to the fact that sometimes you're not going to get your way and that the way to respond to it is not to react or respond violently, whether it is verbally as we have seen with racial harassment in school districts across the country, or even more worse physical violence that is exacted in schools. These are the kinds of issues where if the grown-ups are, are not willing to sit down and talk and have a real serious, credible conversation, then what are our children going to be left to do? They cannot be left to fend for themselves because at the end of the day, they don't get a vote. The system was designed for them, not with them. And so we've got to be the ones with the character and the commitment to be able to have credible conversations with one another. We're not necessarily going to agree around the methods, but we must have consensus about our motives. We've got to have a system that is healthy for all of our children and everybody's got to bring their best ideas to the table.
2: Pastor Todd, Yeri, everybody. Oh my goodness. Douglas community church in Baltimore. How can we see you preach on Sundays? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Go to the Douglas Memorial Community Church Facebook page, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It's uh, where we do what we do. And then uh, on the first Sundays, we're still transitioning out of RSV, flu, and COVID. But the first Sundays, we're in person, so you can get a double dose in person. You can see me live in charge and make sure I can actually preach and say what I do. Or you can still watch us on <laughs> Facebook live if you're not
2: here. Oh, I've heard him preach. He is absolutely great. You do not want to miss. And the sound is new on Facebook. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on, but you know what? Stay right there, everybody. I've got some more tickets to give away. Seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Do you want to attend the debate? That's right. Excuse me, the mayoral forum. you got to come. January 26th at the Morning Star Auditorium. Call me at 773-763-9278. You don't want to miss this, everybody. I want to give some more of these tickets away. Lunch is at 11. The forum begins at 12 noon. Back with more of the Santita Jackson show in just a moment.
0: Is the Santita Jackson Show.
1: Poor and hate to a place of love, it's not too late. Gotta save the children, we can't wait. Let's change the world. I am
2: breathing. Everybody, welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show, second hour, January 24th. 2023, WCPT, WCPT, 820, the nation's largest progressive talk radio station, and AM 950 radio, so, so, so happy to have you all uh, from Minneapolis, St. Paul, to Chicago, and all around the country. Join my morning stars on the Santita Jackson Show YouTube channel, and the Santita Jackson and Friends Facebook page, and, of course, um... At Santita J on Twitter. We are talking about violence, not violence. We have mass shootings in the United States. In this year, that we've had days in the year, how does that happen? And of course, what's driving a lot of uh, the mayoral campaign in Chicago is crime, shooting. Okay. Um, Many people are saying that Paul Vallis is using the law and order platform to push himself to the top of the polls, although there's a story that just came out that shows that Lori Lightfoot's own polling shows that she's number one. Okay. Everybody get out and vote. Early voting begins on January 26th. You do not want to miss it, but we do know that... Violence did not begin with Lori Lightfoot, and it will not end with Lori Lightfoot. What are we going to do? Why are we so violent in America, everybody? Why do we have so many mass shootings? Is it just because of the guns? Well, White-Batite said, no, it starts with the thought. Well, that's true. So what's going on, everybody? Call us at 773-763-9278. 773-763-9278. We're giving away these tickets to this mayoral forum you don't want to miss it it's going to be great lunch is at 11 the forum itself begins at 12 noon at the Morningstar auditorium across the street from the Daily plaza 773 763 going to get to you mama d in a hot second but in the meantime we're going to get some of these headlines out of the way in chicago a high of 35 degrees it's really foggy out there everybody Not just cloudy. Uh, Twenty-seven degrees will be behind Minneapolis-St. Paul, mostly cloudy. The NFL had the night off last night, but not tomorrow. We're waiting for these, waiting for these uh, playoffs this weekend. Who's going to get to the Super Bowl in February? We're going to see. In the NBA, the Bulls won eleven. Atlanta 100 points and the Rockets 119, the Timberwolves 114 in the NHL. Chicago will be playing the Canucks tonight, and the Wild will be playing the Lightning. Everybody, Let's look at some more of these headlines. It's a painful, painful day praying for our Asian brothers and sisters as they celebrate their Lunar New Year. They dealt with not one but two shootings in three days, everybody. Of course. We had the Monterey Park tragedy. 11 person just died in that tragedy, uh, just outside of Los Angeles. But now we had yet another. And uh, yet another just outside of San Francisco, there's a man, at least seven people were killed half Moon Bay, California, just outside of San Francisco. These shootings came just two days after 11 now people were killed in a mass shooting at a dance studio in Monterey Park in a more than 60 percent Asian American community. As they have been celebrating their Lunar New Year, praying for them, this suspect is 67 years of age. He's in custody after opening fire Monday at a mushroom farm on Half Moon Bay and again near a trucking facility. We're talking about this violence, everybody. Is it guns? Is it us? Is it both? More than $60 billion may have been paid out in fraudulent unemployment insurance benefits during the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a new report released by the U.S. Government Accountability Office. The House Oversight Committee said it will launch an investigation into this, quote, rampant waste of taxpayer dollars and COVID relief programs and the Oath Keepers, three members of the Oath Keepers, and a fourth person associated with the far-right militia were convicted of seditious conspiracy. Very, very difficult to get that kind of condition, to level that charge and to get that conviction. By a Washington, D.C. jury on Monday for their role in the January 6, 2021 insurrection. And those are just some of the headlines on the Santita Jackson show. But you know what? When we're talking about financial freedom, Team Hartford has done something really really special for you. And they have got a program that you need to be a part of perks at work. If you're selling your home, if you're purchasing a new home, and if you'd like to save thousands of dollars, call team Hockberg, your trusted local lender. They're offering everyone their perks at work benefit, which can save you thousands of dollars the next time you buy or sell a home. Let me tell you how it works. When a Team Hochberg affiliated realtor sells your home, they'll reduce their fee up to 1%. When a Team Hochberg affiliated realtor helps you to purchase a home, you will receive up to 1% of their commission as, as a closing cost credit. You can't beat that. Team Hochberg will credit their loan origination fee and their affiliated attorney will reduce his or her fee. A couple saved close to $9,000 using Perks at Work when they sold their home and purchased a new one. So learn how you can save thousands of dollars with the Perks at Work program from Team Hochberg. The next time you buy or sell a home, give them a call at 855-56-DAVID, 855-56-DAVID, or visit them at 56david.com. Eight five 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 six 56 david or 855-563-2843 or 56David.com. They are your equal housing lender. What is going on, everybody, with all of the violence? I believe we have uh, Mark Sancher joining Attorney C.K. Hoffler and um, Attorney, excuse me, Reverend. It's important for us to remember that, Jeanette Wilson, uh, Esquire, and of course, Dwight McKee. Uh, Mark Sancher. Talk to me when we see all of this vinyl. Oh, well, we're going to get it on. Well, you know, let me, go, let me go back here. Let me go to Mama D. Mama D, what's on your mind? Give us your overview of what's happening in America today well you greetings to you and i think it's us
1: because hatred is a weapon of mass destruction and abortion is an act of violence and if women who bring forth life don't have any respect for it then where will the
2: respect of life come from mm-hmm. <laughs> Bless your heart. Well, you know, it does start in the heart. Thank you, D sending you much love. Everyone, I want you to, uh, I'm going to get Bob Fancher up, but I want you to call me. Jewel, do we have a board operator, do we have a winner yet on our, for our, for our given list? Okay. Okay. Okay, Okay. well then you know what, I'm going to call them. I'm going to call out this number again, everybody. I want you to call us again because we are going to have a good time on Thursday, January 26th. We are giving away a pair of tickets to WCPT, Chicago Mayoral. Forum on Thursday, January 26th, at the Morning Morningstar Auditorium, which is across from the Daily Plaza here in Chicago. All the, well, the top candidates, at least five of them, have confirmed their participation in the forum. This is your chance to hear directly from the candidates. Sonia already won this morning. You should be winning too. Lunch will be provided at 11 a.m. The forum begins at noon. Joan Esposito, Patty Vasquez, and yours truly, Santita Jackson, will be moderating the forum. And the yeah. forum on WCPT is sponsored by Morningstar, Roofers Local 11, and Oscar Isperian Rugs. Contests running on WCPT 820 are, list- are open to listeners. <coughs> in the greater Chicagoland area and northwest Indiana yeah. area. One entry per person, one winner per household. Boys were prohibited by law. Yeah. Listeners may only win or qualify to win once every 30 days. Complete rules are available on our website at WCPT 820.com by clicking on the contest tab. So, well, let me, let me see who we've got here and call us right now at 773 So you can wait, wait a minute. Let's let CK know. We can hear her. <laughs> Everybody talk to us. We have had more mass shootings. Um, Reverend Wilson, than we have had days in the year. It's just, Wow.
5: Well, it's, it's clear that we, uh, we have to see this violence that permeates our nation as a public health issue. Why do I keep saying public health and spiritual health? Because you cannot address it without a comprehensive approach. You know, in a, in a medical situation, when a patient uh, has a cold blue, they don't just call an internist. They bring all available medical resources to that patient because they recognize, It's not just something that the internist or the cardiologist or the pulmonologist can deal with. They need all available medical resources. It it is a team approach. And so as we look at this uh, pandemic of violence, it's not going to be solved by increasing police. There are some mental health issues that uh, students uh, leave home with, parents have inside the home, and they're not getting the appropriate supports. You cannot expect children who have a diet of, of flaming Hots, salt and, and sugar every single day with no vegetables, no healthy meals. Their little bodies uh, cause them to think and process thought differently because their electrolytes are out of kilter. And so We have a group of children who arrive at school every day frustrated from what happened in the home the night before. No way to express uh, the pain that they have endured. Young girls who are being uh, abused by family members or friends of the family cannot articulate uh, that pain at 11, 12, and 13 years old. But yet they arrive in our school buildings and are expected to learn. We have a body of children, students, who are homeless, living on the streets, Every single day, going from one home to another, riding the L all night, and yet we expect them to arrive in school buildings or in places and have some sense of normalcy and order. That's impossible. They're, they're, they're not special ed. They're special needs, and we're not addressing those needs. How do you have children who do not get balanced meals every day, expected to behave as As normal citizens in a society, how do you have a society where they 're over policed uh, over managed with great hostility with low expectations from all they encounter to function in a normal calm They've not been living in that kind of environment. Their world is very different than the world that uh, many of us grew up in. I did not grow up in a violent home. I did not live in a stressed community that was under-resourced, under-invested, and with limited access to uh, resources. Uh, we don't have a spiritual framework for, for people anymore. People just do whatever I want to do in my own eyes. And that's what the Bible says. That would come a time when men and women would do what seems right to them in their own eyes without regard to other people. Uh, we had a neighborly environment when I grew up. You can borrow from your neighbor sugar, whatever you need. We, we're afraid of our neighbors. As a matter of fact, many of us don't know our neighbors. And so you have hostile living situations. And, you know, you watch the people waiting for the L. They're all frowned and depressed and frustrated. And that frustration continues to exacerbate. I'm afraid when I ride the L because violence is picked up in our uh, public transit uh, places. And so it is a comprehensive approach to this violence. We close mental health facilities, so now you have the people that would be treated just roaming the streets, processing thought in a very uh, strange and uncontrolled manner. And then the courts, with the injustice that we see happening in our courtrooms, it only increases the level of frustration. When you have people that can sit in county jails for years having not been found guilty of anything, merely sitting there because they're too poor to make bond, it increases the hostility and the rage. And so until we decide as a society to have a very comprehensive approach to address this violence, taking down the violent games where... Uh, they they don't they don't have acts they're not available to children who uh, play these games thinking this is real life and now with uh, artificial intelligence and uh, these metaverses children can be in fake spaces as if they're real and so they can shoot people and see the people get back up that's not real life it's, but they can't they cannot distinguish between reality and um, the imaginary. These are things that we're dealing with today and it is a spiritual health issue. Uh, our faith institutions after COVID with less people Mm -hmm. attending. People not getting this moral training. We used to wake up and go to school every single day. You open the day with prayer in school. Someone thought it was wise to take that out. And so where do people have a way to process the emotional trauma that they're experiencing based on lack of income, lack of resources, lack of supports within their family? And so all of this, compounds in an individual and it also about how are parents buying guns for children that's ridiculous parents must be held accountable
2: absolutely. legally absolutely that, that's what must happen in virginia i mean because these parents paid this boy to school they said it wasn't an accident they accompanied him to school up until the week of uh, of his shooting his teacher on purpose what let me go to noel noel what's on your mind sweetie
7: Good morning, Miss Jackson. How you doing? It's
2: great hearing your voice, sweetie.
7: Okay. I mean, the closest country to have Second Amendment to the US was Australia. In nineteen ninety six, the gentleman he went out and killed thirty five people.
2: Wait a minute. Now, Noah, are you on are you on a speaker? Yes, ma'am. Okay, no, come off the speaker, sweetie, so we can hear you clearly.
7: Okay. Okay.
2: How about it? You hear me? Hello?
7: Clearly. Yeah. Uh huh. You hear me? Yes.
2: Yes. Clearly. Yes. Yes.
7: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 killed thirty five people in Australia and wounded twenty three in nineteen ninety six. What Australia did was they showed the body on national television, and to kind of you know I mean test the consciousness of the of the of the of the nation, and after that they made Drastic changes to the Second Amendment. If you need to interview. Uh, if you want a gun, we have to interview your parents. We have to interview your neighbors. We have to interview a lot of people before we give you any kind of gun. We haven't had any mass shooting since 1996. The Second Amendment is the only amendment that has regulation in it of all in the the bill in the Bill of Rights. The only rights to have regulation is the Second Amendment. And that's what people try to refuse uh, any kind of regulation at all. it's the only amendment with regulation in it that appears in the constitution.
2: Ooh, we have Houston, America, we have a problem sending you much love now. Well, I hope that you will call back so you can win these tickets. so You can come to this mayoral forum. I hope you will. <laughs> Everybody call us at seven. seven call, call, us, call us at 773. 763-9278. Seven, seven, Let me go to Otis Thomas. Otis, how you doing? Uh,
8: good morning. How you doing? Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can. Great hearing your voice. Okay, good. Uh, coming in, talking on the show again. Uh, I'm hearing about, um, uh, once again, crime and violence, and um, and uh, with black people here, like I'm just going to say, in Chicago, we're talking about jobs. The thing is, we're getting the jobs, you know, maybe not enough, but the problem is, like, where we spend our money to improve our communities. Um, like I said before, Oh, one other thing, uh, Mama D, I would like Mama D to email me so we could talk about the issues like that at oldestthomas50 at com. But other than that, um, uh, like I said before, on the west side of Chicago, it's almost like dry with the kind of economics over there. And like I said, anybody that's listening, please go on Lake Street and Carson. There's a big building over there for sale. That could be used at the first black mall, in Chicago, it's big enough to hold a lot of business in there. And uh, while we're not taking advantage of it, I don't know. And we got candidates, only thing they talking about, crime and violence. And like I said before, every time you talk about crime and, vi- crime and violence, uh, black people are the poster child um, of that. And so my thing is, we have to, I, I read a hear of candidates talking about promises they're going to make in certain areas of building, like, um, black-owned businesses, supporting them. No more programs. No more programs. Give the people who got businesses the money and let them do their thing. Let oh, me and, and, and be correct. Give the black people the money so they can do their thing with their own businesses. no more program trying to teach black people like Lori Lightfoot did. She had a $30 million program to go to black business owners so they can go to class to learn how to run their own business, and they already had it. And for Garcia, Garcia, nobody black should vote for Garcia because he knows nothing black, about the black community. Uh, all he knows about for what he's what he, what he oh, seen on that's TV. that's not true. Oh, if that's not true. That's not true. I have not. You know what? No, yes, it is. You know why? Because Garcia yeah. knew anything about, no. the, about the community. Let me, let me, this is my point. This is my point. Give me, let me, let me say no, this. No, no,
2: no, 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 I've done that. Now, I mean, see, Jeanette, why don't you respond to him? Because we've known Shui Garcia. He's worked in coalition politics for decades. That's just not true. Well, If you don't want to vote for him, then don't vote for him. But but do not spread a falsehood about him. I'm not going to let you do that.
5: Jeanette? I think the the thing that we have to all remember is we can't just make up uh, facts and put them out in the atmosphere. That creates negative... Uh, trauma that we don't need. And so, uh, not, not, none of what you said is correct. There has been investment south and west. There have been coalitions that have been working together over a period of years. When I look at the Black and Brown Coalition with Emma Lozano and uh, William Coleman. I mean, just decades of us partnering on immigration issues. And when we think of immigration and migration, we have to remember they're not all Latino. They are migrants from Haiti They're migrants from uh, other parts of our southern border. And the, the issue that we have to all do is learn to live together. Reverend Jackson talks about that often. Uh, we're all on the same planet, and so if I pollute my my part of the planet, it impacts you, wherever you are. If, if I uh, emit hydrocarbons in the air from my car, from my sprays, hairsprays, and other things, it impacts your ability to breathe. That's why COVID uh, was such a pandemic, because it impacted people of of the same race and of different cultures. Everything that one person did affected other people. And we have to stop you know, acting as if we live in isolation. We do not. Dr. April uh, you know,
2: said we live in the polis
7: <laughs>
5: together.
2: The fact is, the fact is, you know, we um one thing I'm not going to do on this show is allow falsehood to be spread. I I can't have that. And Otis, I love the fact that you listen. I love the fact that you call in, and I want you to participate. Um, and I, uh, I appreciate the fact that you are a race man, that you are an advocate for black people. We need that. We, our people need defending. But our people are all people, ultimately. Yes, as we go into coalition, the black community has to be strengthened. There's no question about that. But we cannot spread falsehoods about anyone else. Those of us who've been in the activist space have known Chuy Garcia in our politics for 40 years at least. That's real. So don't do not do that. Don't do that. Renee Criswell said she voted for him in, in 2015, and so did I. Enough! Now let's build up our communities and let's figure out why we are shooting each other and killing each other and wanting to massacre each other in the United States of America. Talk about that. Just having black businesses, that's not just going to do it. Uh Uh-uh. No, no, it's going to take more than that. There's a revolution of values. Dr. King talked about a thing-oriented society, which is what we are. I don't need another black millionaire. I need some people, black, white, brown, yellow, and red, who want to live right, who want to be right. Let's start there. Back with the San Peter Jackson show in just a minute.
0: This is the Santina Jackson Show.
1: I am breathing.
2: Hey everybody, welcome, welcome back to the Santina Jackson show. We're giving away a pair of tickets. McGee all the uh, We're trying to make things right for you. We're giving away a pair of tickets, actually two pair From WCPT Chicago Mayoral Forum, Thursday, January twenty sixth at the Morningstar Auditorium across from Daily Plaza, everybody here in Chicago. Oh well, the top tier candidates. Some have, you know, have kind of back backed out. But you know, we understand that people are campaigning. We understand that. Uh but this is they have confirmed their participation. Mayor Whiteford, Brandon Johnson. Oh, malice. I mean, it's just it's going to be too weeks It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be quite. It's going to be quite the discussion that we have on Thursday. And so this is your chance to hear directly from the candidates. Lunch will be provided at eleven. That's right, going to feed you. Yeah. And then the forum begins at twelve noon. Joe Esposito, your are surely Hugh Jackson, and Patty Vasquez will be joining me this week. We'll be moderating the forum. The forum on WTPT is sponsored by Morningstar. The Roofers Local 11 and Oscar Isperian rugs. Contests running on WCPT are open to listeners 18 or old and residents of the greatest Chicago land of West Indiana area. One entry per person, one winner per household, voice were prohibited by law. Listeners may only win or qualify to win once every 30 days. So complete rules are available on our website at WCPD.com. Click the contest tab. Call me at 773- 7639278. 773 7639 7, hey, Everybody's trying to come to this forum. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. So call me at seven seven three, seven six three nine two seven eight. Before we pivot to uh, John Nichols, I want you all to I want to get some closing thoughts from everyone. One minute, everybody. I gotta pivot real hard. Attorney CK Hoffer, your uh, your show, your television show comes on tonight. Well, actually, Santita, it
6: came on last night. But the um, original, the the first show came on last night, but it's being re-aired on AIB TV, um, and you can go online. Just put in AIB A as an apple, I as an I, B as in boy, TV, and um, the the AIB network. It's a television network has not just. Um, distribution in Georgia but internationally we have international programming and all the like and so it's very exciting the first show is on voting Natasha Brown and Greg Palace are my guests So, um, we're very excited and it's an evergreen show. So it talks in general about voting issues and voter suppression. And what we have to look forward to, you're about to go into mayoral race in, in Chicago. It's very important for people to know their rights. Again, the focus of this show is knowing your rights, whether you're voting, whether you're involved with immigration issues, whether you're involved in women's reproductive issues, whether you're involved in policing, it's a question of knowing your rights, what does the system afford you and how can you access resources that's the whole purpose
9: of the show all right
2: all right all right all right let me go to renee from the west side of chicago renee what's on your mind today are you coming to this debate and you want to say you just want to make the comment today okay i i couldn't understand every, everything you said but good morning and thank you for taking my call i just wanted to say santita uh that my children affectionately call me Marquita. I am black. Um, I have taken them throughout their lives to marches and stuff, to protest things and in favor of things. But as this um, black, pro-black woman, um, this pro-black woman supported Chewy Garcia in 2015, I researched the people I vote for. I look at people's histories, and he had the type of record that made me vote for him. I believe he, he was with, he caucus with the Black Caucus um, when he was in Chicago. Um, he was with here in Washington. My son and I went to uh, Chewy Garcia's office in 2020 to pick up our literature for Bernie Sanders, the person that, could have changed our country from what it is today. Uh, so he's he's part of the progressive movement, which includes helping black people. I'm not voting for him this time because I'm voting for Brandon Johnson. But I'm black, and I don't have any problems with Chu
6: Garcia. And that's basically what I was calling to say. I just hope people do their research. Research candidates. Don't just blindly follow.
2: And don't you don't have to be hostile to him? You don't you don't have to be hostile to him. And and if you know his record, you won't be. How about that? You won't be. Mm-hmm. Renee, are you are you coming to the uh, the Mayoral Forum? You know what? Up oh, my hat! I'm dropping myself. I uh, I won the tickets, but I told her I'll be at work. You know I would I mean, love to be there, but I, I have to go to work. Well, that is too bad, but to me, we're still going to give away a couple more tickets, so I want everyone to call me at 773. I love you, Renee, and give your baby. Give to you. you. Um, call us at 773. You too, sweetie. 773 763 773 We now have open phone lines. We have more phone lines, so we can hear from you today. Woo! John Nichols, oh, we've got a lot going on. We've got this mayoral race. We've had more shooting. We've had more mass shootings in the United States uh, in this year than we've already than we've had days in the year. And you know, crime is a big, big, big issue in the mayoral race in Chicago. And indeed, Paul Vallis is running a so-called law and order door whistle campaign about crime and law and order as if crime just started just now, but it's, it's, there's a, there's a lot going on. Um, and of course we've got this Supreme court race in Wisconsin. Cause I mean, it's just, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep it together because next year we, we, we're going into the presidential campaign. It, it just seems like we're on a, we're on a, a pre- perpetual cycle of, of of races right now. But this is where we are and it's how, it's how the country moves forward. Where do you want to begin?
9: Well, you've given us a lot of things to think about there and obviously a lot of places of entry, but they're all related. Look, um, if we believe in democracy and if we value it, then we have to recognize that um, we're going to have a lot of times when we have to vote. Uh, It won't just be presidential elections. It'll be midterm elections for governors and members of Congress, and it will be off year elections. And that's what we're talking about now uh, for mayors and for uh, judges and for other officials. And and let me tell you, um, if you think about your life and you think about what, if, if you think about your life, And if you think about what will impact your life the most, the truth is that what goes on in Congress can impact your life. There's no doubt of that. And even what goes on in the statehouse, certainly that can impact your life. But mayors and local officials, that's huge, right? They decide if the, you know, if and how the, the streets get cleared, if and how uh, basic services get delivered, how, you know, rescue services operate. And so we have to think about all of these elections as important, as vital. And one of the great things about this show is an understanding that politics is ongoing, right? It doesn't stop with one election in November. Uh, it comes right back at us in February and then again in April. and. I would tell you this, the race for mayor of Chicago, where you're having this forum in a few days, is an incredibly significant race because 40 years ago, Chicago sent the signal to the United States about a transformational politics. Harold Washington was elected mayor of Chicago. He is somebody who came out of the machine. He you know, was the first to admit his own flaws and his own imperfections. And yet he said, look, I think we need a new politics. And he put it together with the support of remarkable people, uh, many of whom we know. And that election was transformative, not just for Chicago, but for the whole country. It sent a it sent a wave of uh, hope, frankly, across the country in the midst of the Reagan administration. I think Chicago can do that again. And so for people who are thinking about this Merrill race, what they have to think about is who is the progressive who can win? and and take it very seriously, listen to the candidates. There's plenty of time, you got a monk, and and make those choices with a, a sense of hope and a sense of, of possibility. And the same goes for listeners in Wisconsin. As you mentioned, the Supreme Court race in Wisconsin could be transformational. Right now, there are uh, four conservatives on the state Supreme Court to three liberals. One of the conservatives is stepping down, and with that departure, There is an opportunity to elect a progressive majority on the state Supreme Court in Wisconsin at a time when issues uh, such as gerrymandering, labor rights, reproductive rights are all in play. This is great big stuff that's happening this year, and we shouldn't hesitate to get engaged with it. We shouldn't tell ourselves we're bored or, you know, we've seen too much politics. What we should say is this is what democracy looks like.
2: With John Nichols about these elections, I know you're wondering what is going on here. Because I have to tell you, the mayoral election in Chicago, John, it caught me by surprise, honestly. Because I mean, it's just like you know, I was just in Washington waiting for you know for this class to be sworn in in, in Congress. I mean, I'm waiting for that. But then we had the Warnock race that just ended in December. You know, Warnock and Herschel Walker. It just seems we've been running, 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 running for years. And it's, and, and we still are talking about the 2020 presidential race. And so you've got all of that going on. But mm-hmm. when you brought up Wisconsin and the Supreme Court and all of these court cases that we've been watching on television, and when you see what's happening in Israel with Benjamin Netanyahu trying to overturn, he's like, no, 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 we're going to throw out the decision of the Supreme Court. That's what we want to do. we I'm like, whoa. You see how important um, all of these elections are. They all have consequences. And you see how important, I mean, many of us don't even know that we can weigh in on the Supreme Court of our state. What is the importance okay. of that?
9: Well, look, uh, this is one of the complexities of America. We have 50 states, and then we have the District of Columbia, and then we have Puerto Rico and other, other regions that, that uh, fall under the aegis of the U.S. And so uh, in all these places, there are different, different forms of elections and different ways of choosing judges. Some states choose them by appointment from the governor or from the legislature. Um, other states have uh, so-called merit selection. But most states in the United States elect judges. And you can, you know, question that, you can like it or dislike it, but it is the reality of our circumstance. And in Wisconsin, we have elected judges. And In the last 20 years or so, what has happened is that a lot of outside money, a lot of powerful forces have come in and really jumped into those state Supreme Court races and helped to create a conservative majority. That majority has been very out of touch with Wisconsin. It has supported unfair maps for election districts. It um, was uh, very meddling as regards election law in general in in Mm -hmm. negative ways. Uh, It's made horrendous anti-labor rulings, uh, which are very destructive to unions and to workers. And you can just run down the list. And of course, at a time when reproductive rights are at stake and Wisconsin is in the thick of that debate, the court becomes even more significant, especially for people uh, who are worried about uh, whether you will have a right to choose. And so um, this election for the Supreme Court in Wisconsin is critical. It is the election that will decide whether conservatives or liberals have control of the court. And the fact is, the candidates who are running are deeply divided. There are a couple of liberals, a couple of conservatives. Uh, We'll have a primary in mid-February. And after that primary, it's very likely there'll be a liberal versus conservative choice. And um, it's going to be a huge deal it will, the final election will take place, I believe, on the same day as the mayoral race in Chicago. And so we're going to have uh, something happen in early April where a lot of our politics are going to be defined, right? We're going to get a real signal about where this country is headed and what is possible, what is not possible. And so I, I think, frankly, as somebody who covers elections, I understand fully that People can get tired of them. I also understand that there's a lot of other news in the world. Uh, These mass shootings, which are horrific, Uh, you know, the ongoing war in Ukraine, uh, ongoing COVID challenges, which which really are an issue. Drug companies, uh, you know, literally uh, profiteering off our misery. All sorts of things going on that we can talk about. And yet, uh, if we ask ourselves honestly, how do we solve our problems? In a a democracy, we solve our problems by participating in elections, by electing judges, by electing mayors, by electing city council members, by taking seriously the politics at the state and local level. Don't just vote in presidential elections. Understand that going down that ballot into your community, that's where you're going to make decisions that most profoundly impact your own life.
2: You know, we're talking with John Nichols about (laughs) running for the Supreme Court. How does one run for the Supreme Court? I mean, aren't you supposed to be objective? You're not supposed to give your political opinions. I mean, in a couple of minutes, because I've got some, uh, I've got, a, got Noel won uh, these tickets, and I want to give some more, another pair of tickets away. I want you to call me at 773-763-9278, 773-763-WCPT. But how do you run for the Supreme Court? I mean without giving all your, I guess, thoughts and opinions away, right?
9: Well, it's a little complicated. But, uh, look, I think at the end of the day, you shouldn't, you know, generally the rule is you shouldn't comment on cases that you expect to come toward you. So if I said, how are you going to rule in this case of Santita versus John? Um, Well, a judicial candidate shouldn't say because they've got to hear the case, of course. But can they talk about their values? Can they say... now, I think that at the end of the day, the law should be on the side of those who are vulnerable, of those who are um, dispossessed in our society. Should the law be on the side of, of fairness? Should the law be on the side of free and honest elections where everybody can participate and where there are few barriers to, to that particip- participation? I think that's, that's quite reasonable to say. And in Wisconsin... We have two candidates, the two liberal, more liberal candidates who are saying that, who are saying, look, if we're on this court, we're going to err on the side of democracy. We're going to err on the side of fair elections. Now, intriguingly, at least one of the conservatives is criticizing them for that. They're saying, oh, you're stating your opinion. But boy, at these times, in these times, if you can't say my inclination as a judge would be to, you know, judge in favor of free and fair elections, uh, where everybody can participate or the most possible people can participate. If you can't say that, um, it, it really is a, a, a troubling notion, right? Because um, I think that's, that's a basic value. I think that's something that, that people should understand. And then and, and they can make their choice, right? They can say, I want to judge who will, will be on the side of democracy or I want to judge who won't be. Um, and I don't want to simplify it too much. But I do want to emphasize that um, the way to judge judges, right, is to look at their record and also to look at at what they say about, you know, how they go at cases, how they approach cases. And the fact is the signals come through. It's not hard to figure it out, especially in so high profile races, the Wisconsin Supreme Court race. And similarly, you know, it's, sort of the flip side, if we look at the uh, Chicago mayoral race, um, in the mayoral race, everybody's going to be making huge promises. They're going to tell you exactly what they say they're going to do, right? But there again, you're in a situation where you want to look at their records, right? You want to look at what they have done. And I was very struck by the caller who was on just a moment ago who said that, you know, in the past she had supported Chewy Garcia. This time she uh, may support Mr. Johnson. uh, But you know, that's this is that's a, exactly what you want. Somebody who's you know sorting things through, who has perspectives on the different candidates, um, who may like a couple of them, but ultimately makes a choice based on, you know, perhaps the forum that you're going to have, perhaps, you know, the campaign in their neighborhood. That's great. That's exactly how it should be. And we shouldn't tell ourselves that we can't do that. The fact is we can. We live very dizzy lives. People have more demands on them than ever. But the truth is that it is possible to listen up, you know, take a a measure of the different candidates. And that's why the forum you're having is such a big deal. And frankly, I hope it's not the only forum you do. I hope you do a, a bunch of them. Get these candidates out there. And I hope once two candidates are nominated at the end of February, I hope you uh, moderated debate.
2: I'm, I'm going to tell you, we're going to lobby for that. You know, John, I'm going to have to let you go a little early today because we are trying to p- give these tickets away. I want you to call us at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. I have one more pair of tickets to give away today for the mayoral debate. You don't want ne- mayoral forum. This is a forum, not a debate. It's a forum, but you're going to get a chance to hear the. The big issues discussed by these candidates, call us at 773-763-9278. Let me bring on Noel since you won a pair of tickets. Yay, Noel, it begins at 11 o'clock. That's when we have lunch, and then 12 noon is when we will start hey, the forum. I'm so happy, Noah. Give me a hug when I see you.
7: Good morning again. <laughs> Yay. I'll be at a forum. All form. right. <laughs>
2: Congratulations. <laughs> I hope you'll say hello to me while you're there. Everybody I want you to call us. Join Noel and everybody else and find you who wants some tickets. Seven seven three. Seven six three nine two seven eight. Have another pair of tickets, sending you much love. Noel, I'm so glad that you won and I'm gonna get a big hug from you. I have to cut out a little early yeah, today. Yeah. Um but call us at seven seven three, seven six three nine two seven eight. Board operator, you have to take it away right now. Sending you so much love. God bless you, everybody. Have a great one. See you tomorrow on the Santita Jackson Show.
7: Mm